There are many promises of God stated in the Old Testament that apply to the New Testament church today. These greatly strengthen us and build our faith in God and our faith in what God will do for us as his people in the church today. If we start with Deuteronomy 28, there are several significant promises of God for us in the early verses of Deuteronomy 28. Verse 1, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. When we love the word of God with all our heart and do the word of God that's set before us, we are greatly blessed by God. There's no question the devil will come to try to make us doubt. The devil will say things like, Did God really say that to me? And you'll pause and think and stabilize yourself with something that comes to your mind from the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit speaks to us by bringing concepts to our mind as we question what is truth and what is not truth. Did God really say this to me? If we hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord, our God. God speaks often to us by his spirit, and it's simply a gentle thought that will come to our mind to show us the truth. There was a time when my cleaning woman came to me. She's a Catholic woman. She came to me, and she began asking me about homosexuals. I said to her, well, God tells us his view of homosexuals and lesbians in Romans chapter 1. And I read this scripture to her. Verse 26-27 For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. And the cause is that they worship the created more than the creator. That's in the previous verse, 25. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. What we do on this earth is agree with the concepts God speaks in the New Testament Bible. We agree with those things knowing that this is the thinking of God on the matter. It's more important to say 
what does God think about this than what do you think about this? Because it is God's thinking and feeling that really matters to us, and we conform our thinking to what we see in the Bible. She said, but what about those on television that say they were born that way? A few days later, the Holy Spirit brought to my mind the following words. In the beginning, God created them male and female. You're either male or female. It's pretty easy to tell by looking at your human body, which you were created to be. Along the way, we read in Romans 1, along the way, anyone who's homosexual or lesbian was turned over by God because of their worshiping of the created rather than the creator. A person who looks at a mountain and worships the mountain or worships the sun, or worships the stars, is an example of that person who worships the created over the creator. When we look at a mountain, what do we think? What do we think when we look at a mountain? We think of God who created that mountain, and the beauty of the creation, and the great wisdom of God to create the solar system and to put us in an environment which sustains human and animal life. We worship the Creator. Many people worship the created. And certainly to some who worship the created, over the Creator, God turns them over unto vile affections. For this cause God gave them up, Unto vile affections. But from the beginning, they were either created male or female. That's in Mark chapter 10. God speaks to us by the New Testament scriptures, and God speaks to us by the Holy Spirit so that we can know His thinking on the matter at hand. However, this Catholic woman told me this. She said, aren't you afraid to read the Bible? Well, I do admit that when I was first born again, I was always praying for God to give me wisdom each time I read the Bible. Because I know you can get things mixed up, but you can get things mixed up without reading the Bible. But we know by the Bible the thinking of God and the will of God for our lives. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. Therefore, when Paul spoke to us, it was as if God were speaking to us because he was inspired by God. It has always, it's never made sense to me that Bible publishers will put what they say, the word of Jesus, in red. Because basically all of the Bible is the word of God. All scripture is created by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, 
We can read these scriptures in the Bible and compare scripture with scripture and set doctrine for us and our churches, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So if you have bought the doctrine of the world concerning homosexuals and lesbians, what you need to do is go back to the Bible, to Romans 1, and keep it before you day and night and reestablish your thinking according to the Word of God. And this will turn you from the thinking of this world and keep you solid in the way of God. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, to the thinking of this world, to the doctrine of this world, to the sayings of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We renew our mind to the Bible, which tells us the will of God and what God thinks about the subject at hand. So back to Deuteronomy 28. And it shall come to pass... If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do his commandments, and Moses says, which I command thee this day. Well, what we're doing are the commandments of the New Testament Bible and the promises of God that are appropriate in, from the Old Testament to the New Testament church. For there are many promises of God appropriate for the New Testament church. For example, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's in the Old Testament. But we follow the Lord, the Word, Jesus. And we shall not want. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. God gave a promise to Abraham. If we start at Genesis 14, 
Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In my heart I know that wherever we go, we are a blessing to the people that we deal with. They might treat us poorly. God will take care of that. But those who treat us well will also be blessed by God. We were treated exceptionally well in 2020 by the company that installed the sound equipment in our new car. We were not treated well by the new car dealer, but we were treated very well by the people that installed the sound system. Now, I know that God will bless those people who treat us well. And I know that God will deal with those people that did not treat us fairly. We don't have to deal with them. We might inform them, but God will deal with them. A man in Lubbock, Texas, where I once lived, I bought a TV from him, and he did not treat me well. He did not do what he said he would do, and there was a problem with the TV. I knew God would deal with him. When I went to eat at Golden Corral, I passed by his store every time I went to eat at Golden Corral. One day it was gone, never to be seen again. I did not inquire about what happened to it. It was just he wasn't there anymore. It was a completely different business. God will bless those people who treat us well, and he will deal with the ones who do not. You don't have to worry about them taking advantage of you. God will work that out. I know that God blesses those people that bless us, but I know that he deals with those people who do not treat us correctly. But we are a blessing Everywhere we go, because God is in us. And they have a chance to see God through us. Once again, Deuteronomy 28, verse 7. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. We don't live like the world lives. 
We don't take vengeance out on the people who do wrong toward us. We don't protest against them. We turn to God and turn them over to him for him to deal with. We walk in his ways by giving up our right, so to speak, to protest on this earth and by turning to God instead in prayer and submitting ourselves and allowing God to deal with our enemies. Well, the Lord will establish us in holy people unto himself when we do that. So verse 9 says, The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. So we renew our mind to the word of God, and we live in the way God shows us to live rather than living by the way the world professes. Verse 10, And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Of course they're afraid of us. We don't act like them. We don't participate in the clicking of glasses together at the drink table to wish them well. We don't participate in things like that. We don't go out and decorate graves like they do on Memorial Day. We don't do the pagan acts that they do. And they're leery of us. They're afraid of us. Of course they are. We don't celebrate the fictitious religious holidays that they celebrate. We live differently because we live by the Bible. And those religious holidays that they celebrate are not in the Bible. Therefore, we don't do them. We do the things in the Bible. I had a Catholic friend several years ago who would like to come and visit with me. She liked to go to dinner with me. But every once in a while, she would give me some wisdom of this world. And I would just look at her and say, that is not in the Bible. And I like to build my house on the word of the Bible. For that's a sure way to go. And what you just said is a saying of the world, and it's not in the Bible. And she would grow very still and stop speaking. Usually she would depart from me from a se- for a season, and then she'd show up again, and we'd go out, and I would bring her something else that was from the Bible, and she'd depart from me. And then she would come back in maybe two or three months or a year or two years and make an overture wanting to come back to me. Finally, God said to me, the day she comes to you and says... I did such and such because of this scripture. Pay attention to her. Up until then, I just would keep bringing Bible to her. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all The people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. They're not afraid of us because we wear crosses around our neck, which I don't do, or medallions around our neck, which I don't do, 
or wear long robes to say I'm a minister, which I don't do, or call ourselves reverend, which I think it's abominable to do because no man in the Bible called himself reverend. The church was established by Jesus after he arose into heaven. And Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, He gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. We ministers are called by Jesus, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We are never called reverend by Jesus. We are never called reverend according to the Bible. The only one called reverend according to the Bible is God. Psalm 111 says, Holy and reverend is his name. But why do they, how do they see that we're of God when we don't wear long robes and hats that show we're of God and special collars around our neck and crosses and medallions and that type of thing. How do they see we're of God? (laughs) Jesus lives in us. We live by his word. They easily recognize us because we don't go the way of the world. We go another way. Jesus lives in us. Therefore, we speak his words and they see that we are of him and they are afraid of us. As long as I can remember, my mother was afraid of her eldest sister. Her eldest sister was a godly woman. My mother saw her eldest sister, and she always said, what would artists think? Artists was the gold standard for the family because most of the sisters and brothers were not of God. Now, my mother was born again before she died and became a person of God. But before she was a person of God, her sister was the gold standard concerning God, and she was afraid of what artists would think. They're afraid of us. Of course they're afraid of us because we're not like the world. And they know they can't do just anything around us. For we will speak up. And we will speak the way of God in the subject at hand. Whether they will hear us or don't hear us or believe or don't believe, that's immaterial. We speak as God speaks. And he will not approve their sin. So of course they're afraid of us. Verse 11 of Deuteronomy 28. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. You cannot be in debt and be the head. If you are in debt for anything, you will have to service that debt. 
And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words, Moses said, which I command thee this day. But we don't go aside from the Bible to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. We keep our mind renewed to the Word of God. We delight in the Word of God. We delight in doing the Word of God. And because of that, God causes us to prosper on this earth and blesses us. There are many other promises of God in the Old Testament. Psalm 1 is a promise of God to the church when we delight in the word of the Lord. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in God's law doth he meditate day and night. And when you do that, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will not be blown by every puff of wind like a leaf. You'll be like that tree planted by that river of water because you are planted by the Word of God and you focus on the Word of God. And you will not be easily blown down. In fact, when you build on the Word of God, your house will never fall. The storms will beat against your house. The wind will beat against your house. But you and your house will not fall when you build your house on the Word of God. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither. You won't be worn down by these things that are going on. You won't be dried up with the world, by the problems of the world. We are going through something right now we've never seen before. 2020, we're going through this coronavirus. And very often on the television, there will be advertisements that say, in these hard times... In these difficult times, well, I'm not in a difficult time because I'm not in debt. Because for 45 years, I have lived debt-free and followed what I believe to be the way of God. Not to live beneath the world. If I can't afford to pay for the object, I don't need the object. I do not live by the buy now, pay later plan because I see that as being contrary to the way of God. Therefore, these hard times have not affected me at all because I don't owe for anything, not anything. I see people drive up into the food bank lines. I see it on television. And I've been watching this for months now and I diligently watch to see what kind of car they are driving as they put the food in the trunk of the car. Start watching those pictures. I have not seen an old car yet in the food bank line. 
Why? Well, because it's so easy to borrow money and get a car and not have to pay anything for it and be in debt and pay later. And here they come along and cannot afford to buy food. See, I don't even believe them. I believe that they basically are buying other things with their money. And as long as the government gives them food, they'll take it. Well, that's all their problem. That's not the way I live. And I hope it's not the way you live. I was horrified one time back in the 1980s. I went to visit my mother who lived in another city. And her, she and her cousin were going to the food banks to pick up free cheese, which the government was giving away. Now, my mother's cousin could pay for the cheese, and my mother could pay for the cheese. And when I found out what they were doing, I said to my mother, why are you doing this when you can afford to pay for it? Oh, because they're giving it away. And I, my mother was not born again at that time, and I was very much against that. I said, if you need money, I will give you money. God gives you money, but I'll give you that money to buy that food. Don't go to those government handouts. I was of God at that time. I was born again. I want my benefits to come from God. I would not trade. I would not trade the blessings that God gives me for the blessings of the world. I would not trade. I don't want my well-being to come from this world. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, Genesis 16, I believe it is, might be 14, Genesis 14, I believe. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I won't even take a shoe latchet from you, lest you say I have made Abram rich. He wanted his blessings to come from God. I do too. That's where I want my support to come from. Sadly, I have received multiple emails from men who say they are ministers and they want their support to come from me. They want me to buy them computers and projectors. They want me to buy them cameras. They've asked me to help pay for their old folks' homes that they are building or their schools that they are building. And they ask me to send them free books, which I would have to buy. Let them buy their, free, their books. Let them do it. Let them work if they have to at a secular job and earn money and buy what they need. Let their support come from God in the sense that they pray to God for a job. There is a scripture which says, if a man will not work, neither shall he eat. I'm horrified at the able-bodied men in the Salvation Army lines that are getting free food. I'm basically horrified at all of the free food programs for able-bodied men because the Bible says, if you will not work, neither shall you eat. Let's go by the Bible. Let's set our thinking according to the Bible in the sense that 
we don't want these giveaway things. We want the blessings from God. And he will give us the blessings from God when we love the word of God and set our life according to the word of God. One time God even said to me, if I had to do so, I can fill your backyard with manna. Don't worry. And of course he could. So in Psalm 1, we see if we delight ourselves in the word of God. We'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's when we're following God. Another outstanding promise to us, the servants of God. Isaiah fifty four seventeen, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Is your righteousness of God? It is if you're following God. If you're listening and hearing what to do and doing that, your righteousness is of God because he's the one who told you to do it. A great many of these ministers, their righteousness is not of God. It was their own idea to do all these good works. But for those of us who really hear from God and follow him, our righteousness is of him because he authored the work that we are trying to do. Another great promise of God is Joshua chapter 1. God was instructing Joshua on what to do. But I saw that we do the same thing. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, says God. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I saw that when I was a brand new Christian and began to actually do it to take scriptures and meditate in them day and night, to get strong enough to do that scripture. And I prospered in everything that my hand touched because God was the one who was authoring what I was doing. And he gave me success in everything that I did for the next 40 some odd years to, uh, to right now, to the day I die, God will cause me to prosper for he tells me what to do and I do it. I had a house in Texas that I put up for sale and it did not sell for a year and a half. In March 2020 when that coronavirus hit the United States so hard I was frightened and I turned to God and I said what about that house in Texas? It was costing us at least 500 a month to keep the utilities going, to water the yard, have it mowed, the upkeep, the insurance. It all averaged to at least 500 a month. And it was draining our money. So I said, what about that house in Texas? And I clearly had the concept come to my mind from the Holy Spirit Put the house 
on a special sale for one week only and lower the price. I called the realtor that same day and told the realtor to do this. The house sold within two days. You're going to prosper when you follow God. Now, I reduced the price of the house because I was told to do that, told by God to do that. But even with the lesser price of the house, we have plenty of money because we have no debt. And we don't have anything going out for upkeep of a house that no one's living in. So there's different ways to be blessed. But as long as you follow that thing that God has told you, it is going to work to your benefit and you are going to have blessings from God everywhere you go. In verse 9 of Joshua 1, God said to Joshua, Have not I commanded thee? Am I not the one who told you to do this? See, when you know the Holy Spirit has told you to do this thing that you're doing, you have everything you need. You don't need anything else. You do the thing that you believe God has shown you to do, and you wait and keep your faith strong in God through the various scriptures. So God said, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.